When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving my head? Yeah. I'm laying it off? Well, that too. I'm pronating? When you're not supinating. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like an unfolding lawn chair. I look like a fool. What the hell do you think you look like shooting them chili peppers up Lee Jansen's ass? Well, we're waiting. What's up, golf fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Fairways and Dreams podcast. This podcast might be a little bit different. You're used to the two-man scramble, and you're used to my normal Fairways and Dreams podcast where I just kind of ramble on about the game and my thoughts on the game and all that stuff, which I'll continue to do, but sometimes I'm going to hammer on some news that's happening. Now, before we get into that, I want to talk about Monday's episode, the two-man scramble that I most recently have with Nate Wren, who is the owner of acorn hills apparel company i want you to check those guys out go to google and search acorn hills and you'll find them find them on social media on instagram especially uh go back and listen to that podcast in case you missed it based on the fact that it's just such a great story his company the way he does it and he's also a great golfer so you actually get some good golf tips in there as well but today we're not talking about golf apparel we're talking about golf the the golf that is actually tangible the golf that we see the golf that we love to talk about and debate And, of course, the stupid golf ball. We're going to be talking about the golf ball. Of course, we're talking about the golf ball rollback. And we're going to talk about Tiger Woods' return. Now, Tiger Woods is a polarizing character, isn't he? People love him. I mean, there's people that are obsessed with Tiger Woods. And there's people that are detractors. They're not fond of the off off the course behavior. They're not fond with his, maybe his actions on the course. Some people hated, you know, very vocal at times. He didn't like it. You know, certain shots, he'd have cursing on the course. Personally, don't care about that, but some people had an issue with it. Nonetheless, Tiger is back. He returns the Hero World Golf Classic, whatever it's called, down there in Bermuda, and it's his tournament, and I get it. And I was kind of frustrated. I was frustrated over the weekend watching this tournament based on the fact that I just wanted to see these golfers play it. And this is like the best of the best. There were only a handful of golfers who played 20 in total, only 20 golfers. I mean, we're talking about some marquee names in the game. were in this tournament. Now, there was no John Rahm and we're not talking about that with live. We'll deal with that if, and when it happens, but you had Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa. You had Victor Hovland, Jason day, Lucas Glover, Max Homa. You had Ricky Fowler. You had Wyndham Clark. Uh, Will Zalatoris returned. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, Tony Finau. It was, it was a star-studded event. So here I am, social media, I'm just perusing, taking a look at everything, and I'm just kind of seeing like well, what's happening out there. And I'm seeing some highlights, Ricky Fowler holes out, Tony Finau, big long putt. Everything I'm seeing, though, is Tiger Woods. Everything. Oh, my gosh, Tiger Woods off the first tee. Oh, my gosh, Tiger Woods rolls in a birdie. It was to the point where on Thursday – I thought personally, oh my gosh, Tiger Woods is leading this tournament. 
So I get on my phone. I pull up Google. He's not even close. He's not even close. He's in the bottom five. And something. what's going on? What is going on? Well, it's the media's obsession with Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods moves the needle. I understand it. But he finishes even par. Scotty Scheffler wins the tournament at 20 under par. You heard that right. 20 under par wins. Tiger Woods finishes even, and that is tied. Uh, that's 18th. He finishes 18th overall. Only Wyndham Clark finished two over, and Will Zalator has finished 11 over. Those are the only two golfers who finished behind Tiger Woods. So, you know, we didn't hear anything about much about Scotty Scheffler's day or Justin Thomas finishing third and 16 under or Tony Finau tied for fourth at 15 under or Jordan Spieth, who Jordan Spieth his way around the course, meaning he was just all over the place, but scrambling like crazy, finishing sixth, 14 under. We all heard about Colin Morikawa and the two-stroke penalty that he was dealt, finishing 12 under par in seventh. We didn't hear about those things. Why? Tiger was back. Everyone wants to know, is Tiger really back? Is he really back? Well, what can we make of this return? Well, I, I can say a couple things. And this is just my own personal opinion, take it for what it's worth. He finished all four rounds. And that's definitely different. Meaning, he has struggled to get through all four rounds. Uh, you think back to the Masters last year. And that was before he decided to have the foot surgery, which ended his season. But he got through all four rounds. And then some people were saying... This is a step in the right direction. Others are saying that it's really flat and it's not the hills of Augusta. Whatever. He got through all four rounds. He had some good shots. He had some really good shots. I, I was watching a good bit of it. Saw a lot of highlights. Obviously, highlights are going to be the good shots, not the bad ones. And he hit some clean shots. I think he's hitting the ball. He hit the ball okay. And he talked about that after his rounds as well. He also had some really bad holes. Like There were some big numbers. There were some double bogeys. Uh, definitely couldn't get out of his own way at times. He looked rusty. I think that's the best way to put it. He looked rusty. And I think the one thing that we ask now is, can he stay healthy? So he got through four rounds of golf. He said he's really sore. He needs to definitely do a lot of work to get himself back into shape. But can he stay healthy? And will he win again? Will he ever win again? I can see him competing. I can see him being in the mix on a Saturday. Definitely, probably, I'm sure there's a major where he'll be on the, the, the top leaderboard or they'll extend it so that he's there and uh, he'll have everyone's eyes on him. And then maybe he'll fold. I don't know. We'll see. I kind of keep this very similar to one of my favorite golfers of all time, which is what reason why is he was my dad's favorite golfer. That's Freddie couples. You know, Freddie couples as he grew older and he wasn't as, he wasn't the contender that he once was. He always played well at the masters though. Obviously it was his, his lone major championship. And, uh, Every year at the Masters, you would see Freddie in, in the mix. He would be in the mix. You're like, oh my gosh, is Freddie Couples going to do this? He never pulled it out, but at the same time, he made some runs. I could see Tiger following that same MO. Can he compete? I think he can. Will he win again? A major? I'm going to say no, but I think he might win a smaller tournament. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But Tiger Woods is back, and he said he wants to play this upcoming season one. Uh, he wants to play one tournament a month, which was shocking to me. When he was in his prime, he did not play one tournament a month. So I, I, I'm not buying what he's selling there. The next time we'll see Tiger is when he and Charlie will be in that fun tournament. I think that's coming up in January. I, I don't know. I'll have to double-check that. But that's probably the next time we'll see Tiger Woods in a competitive situation. Let's talk about the golf ball, right? The golf ball rollback. You follow golf. Everyone's talking about the rollback. Oh, my gosh. 
the golf ball rollback. I can't believe they're rolling back the golf ball. Well, let me say first and foremost that if you read literature on golf, whether you're talking about comments made by Tiger Woods himself, people like Jack Nicklaus, go back to some of the greats of the game, Nick Faldo, they all say the same thing. It's not the driver size. It's not the the graphite shafts of when, when that was popular. It's not these bladed clubs. It's It's not the grooves. They say it's the golf ball. Like, it's the golf ball. The golf ball is what has changed the most dramatically in the game of golf. And they were the ones that I was planted the seed in my brain that if there was a change that needed to be made, it was to the golf ball. I was always thinking, yeah, like, okay, it makes sense. Pros are killing the ball, killing the ball. So, okay, the pros golf ball should be like, hey, let's tune it back a little bit. Let's make it a little bit more challenging. Let's make you have to play some of those longer irons and not just off the tee. So the USGA and the RNA, they decided we're doing this for pros and amateurs. Okay, they're doing this for pros and amateurs. So what does that mean? What does this mean, this rollback? It means that the the RNA and the USGA are telling these manufacturers that they have to change the way they make the golf ball so that it doesn't fly as far, it's not as responsive. Now, instead of two different rules and equipment for pros and amateurs, they decided to go with consistency. Let's go with consistency. That's what we're looking for here. Let's go with consistency. What we're saying for the pros is the same for the amateurs. Now, there was a letter supposedly sent out to the manufacturers for these golf balls. You're talking your tailor-mades, Titleist, et cetera. Yesterday, so Tuesday, there was supposedly a letter sent out of saying, like, this is what our ruling is. So that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to do that. Now, there are a lot of questions, though, surrounding this. There are a lot of questions surrounding the rollback. So how long will this rollout take? If they do succeed and they have the rollback and the golf ball starts to change, well, how long is that going to take? Think about the inventory that's already been created, shipped, on shelves, in facilities, ready to go. What are you going to do with those golf balls? You can't just take them off the shelves. You can't just go to Dick's Sporting Goods as the RNA and USGA police and say, take these Pro V1s and Pro V1Xs off the off the shelves. They do no longer abide by code, blah, 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 whatever. You can't do that. You can't do that. Titleist is going to say, look, we've already made these products. You can't tell us how to sell it, but we have to sell these. If we're going to do this, it's probably going to be a multi-year rollout. So I don't think it's going to happen immediately. But it's curious. I'm curious, how long are they going to give these companies to actually roll back the golf ball? The next one is, the next question that we should have is, will these manufacturers fight back? Like I said, these companies, you're talking about the main golf ball companies, and I'm sure there's conglomerates that make these golf balls for more than one company. You're talking about your Titleist, your TaylorMids. I mentioned those. Callaway, even throwing some new companies like Vice that are getting more and more cred every single year. What are they going to say? Are they going to take this to the courtroom? Are they going to try and put litigation in there saying, you can't force us to do this? We've already done this for so long and it's been okay. Are they going to delay the inevitable? Are they going to push this back as long as they can? Are they going to fight back? I don't know. I have a question, and that is, what about for competitive play for amateurs? So, I again, hey, you want to tone back the PGA golf ball? Have at it. Like, go do it. Go. I would love nothing more than to see a Rory McIlroy not be able to hit a, or hit a drive 350 plus and driving some of these par fours. 
I don't want to see that. Yeah, it's cool once in a while, but I also want to see them have to manipulate the course like I would. I can't drive the ball that far. I'd love to, but I can't. So if I can't do it, I'd like to see, like, okay, let's bring these guys back down to earth. It makes sense. But no, they're saying they're doing for everyone. So let's say you're playing in a tournament. Like here in Maryland, where I live, you have the Washington County Amateur, the Waco. It's a big tournament. It's a big deal. I normally don't play in it. It's a two-day event. Are they going to police these golf balls that players are using? I go back to Wheeling, West Virginia, and play in this the Calcruth uh, Golf Tournament. It's a two-day tournament as well individual and two-man best ball. Are they going to police the golf balls there too? Does this mean that eventually all the pro V's that I've accrued over my years, that even the ones that I haven't used yet, I can't use them in those tournaments. I mean, this is where it kind of gets a little ridiculous. This is where you're wondering how far are they going to go with this type of stuff? Now, some people out there on social media are saying this is nothing to be concerned with. You might lose five or 10 yards. Okay. But then I think about people like my father and, and the, the guys that he plays with, his whole group of buddies. Five to 10 yards for them could be a really big deal. I mean, that's a whole club difference. So if you have people that are getting older, maybe they're younger and they're just starting the game, you're taking away an advantage for them. And this is, again, why my biggest question about the golf ball rollback wasn't so much why are they doing it with the pros. I understood why they're doing it with the pros you know, you kind of run out of real estate of where to kind of keep to keep pushing the tee boxes back. So hey, let's tone it down. That makes sense. But what about for the the weekend warrior? Just the, the hacker that goes out there and just plays for fun with his buddies. Why do you have to impact the golf ball for them? Yeah, five, it's just five to 10 yards. That's 10 yards of a difference. And especially if you're talking about if you're playing in conditions. Windy day, it's going to make it more difficult. If you're playing in the the early spring, late fall, winter, it's not going to you're going to be hitting drives that are significantly shorter than what you were. This all matters. But when you think about it, when you think about it, I don't understand why bifurcation, I think is how they call it, what they say, which is having two sets of standards for the professionals and the amateurs. I don't understand why it's so bad. I really don't. Now, will any of this actually matter? <laughs> that is the ultimate question. Will any of it actually matter? I do remember a similar discussion, debate, a lot of anger and vitriol from, from golfers everywhere when the RNA and USGA wanted to mess with the grooves on clubs, saying they couldn't have certain grooves. You can go back and hear it. And really, that didn't make too much of a difference. It really didn't. The, the players, maybe at the PGA level, could have bitched and moaned about it and said, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to spin the ball the way that I want or whatever. Ah, whatever. Who cares? But for the most of us, it's like, man, it's just my, it's just the golf clubs that I use, right? So will any of this even matter? If the ball is rolled back, will any of it even matter? I think eventually, if it goes through, and all the golf balls that we know now go by the wayside and these new golf balls take over, I don't think they're going to look any different. They probably won't even feel any different, but you probably will notice that you're not going to hit the golf ball as far. And I, I can say personally, that I think that will matter. I think that will matter. You know, when you're talking about a guy that goes out and for me, you know, I, I don't play a ton. I play a lot with my children, play a lot of nine holes. If I get 18 in fantastic, but there's something about going on. I'll give you my, the country club where we belong. Number 18, which is a dead straight par five. There's something about crushing a drive and being within range to get home in two. There's something about having that as a possibility. 
If you roll the ball back, because that hole is straight, but it's uphill. And now all of a sudden you're looking at, well, this is not, I can't get home in two, even if I crush a drive and a three wood. There's something that takes it. Something gets taken away there. That's, that's kind of, when I think about it in that respect, that kind of sucks. That kind of sucks. And again, I'm not trying to turn pro. I'm not trying to win tournaments. I just want to have fun playing the game. And part of playing the game and part of it being fun is being able to hit the ball a long way. It's being able to utilize my length in the game of golf. And if they take that away, even five to 10 yards, I feel like sometimes you're taking away some of the fun for the game. For those people that are weekend warriors, something to consider. We'll keep you up to date with all the latest news on the game of golf. Will John Rom go to live? Maybe by next week we'll have that. I'll talk about that as well. We'll be talking about a lot of good stuff this winter as we get geared up for the next golf season, as well as keep you up to date with everything in the game of golf right here on fairways and dreams. Remember if you miss any of our old podcasts, none of them are time sensitive. Go back and check out everything from our previous two man scramble podcast to always those fairways and dreams, individual podcasts, like the one you're listening to right now. I do have to ask everyone listening to this. If you haven't yet, if you listen on Spotify, give us a five-star rating. If you listen on Apple podcasts, you can give me a five-star rating there. Give me a good comment. I really do appreciate it. I'll read anyone that gives me a comment uh, on Apple Podcasts live here on the air. I do appreciate everything. It does help in terms of getting the exposure to this brand new podcast platform, which growing that is not easy. So, all right, folks, thank you for taking the time and listening to my ramblings on Tiger Woods and the golf ball rollback. This has been another episode of Fairways and Dreams. You know how we finished it out all these podcasts I do by myself. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Hit them straight. We'll see you next time on Fairways and Dreams.